Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. Alrighty then, let's come on back. Let's come on back. Let's pray and we'll go. Father, thank you for this day. We pray that you'll open our ears and hearts to hear from you. Father, we pray for an encounter with you today, that as we come to your word, that we'll be challenged, we'll be inspired, that we'll be moved. And that we'll walk out of here with greater faith, living a life that is faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, we're in our series entitled Faithful, which we're looking at this year. And this message, we're going to continue through our Hebrews chapter 11. We're up to verse 5 and 6 today. We're going to continue through the series where the, um, the writer of Hebrews celebrates the heroes of the faith. The people in the Old Testament who lived lives full of faith. They are celebrated, they're described, and we're going to learn from them, from the next one today, from a guy named Enoch. Has everyone heard of Enoch? Enoch? Before we do Enoch, I want to talk to you about some of my heroes when I was very young. When I was very young. People that I idolized, I I looked up to. Here's the first one. Who knows who this is? Dean. Dean, Does anyone know? Hands up if you know who that is. Three people. Like six people. He was an Australian cricketer. He died a couple of years ago. He played number three. He was very exciting at one day international matches. Dean Jones. He was pretty cool. Number two. Who's this guy? Billy Joel. Billy Joel. That's better. So I played piano and sang and um, a bit of rap. To, I, I love that song. Sing us a song. You're the... Very good, you guys. Very good. And then as I um, committed my life to Jesus... Um, my, my, my passion changed, and, and the heroes that I followed shifted. So I was super impressed with this person here. Who's that? Darlene Czech, one of the greatest worship leaders of all time. And then this person, who's like still my favorite worship leader? Chris Tomlin. Chris Tomlin. That wasn't so excited. I love Chris Tomlin. He's awesome. He's awesome. And then I was introduced to like my favorite of all time, Reinhard Bonnke. Who doesn't know Reinhard Bonnke? Who doesn't know Reinhard Bonnke? We need to sit together. And let me tell you, this guy was a, a German man who at the age of 10 got a call from God to go to Africa and preach the message of Jesus. Started an incredible ministry called Christ for All Nations. And through Christ for All Nations, about 70 million people committed their life to Jesus. 70 million. And this guy led it. He's awesome. He looks like a geek, he dresses like a geek, but the power of God is on his life. Another hero that I have, who you're all going to meet next week, is this guy here, Mark Patterson, who runs Transform Cambodia. He's 65, he's an incredible man, a man of faith, and you've seen, you've heard the testimonies of Transform Cambodia, and a lot of that is because to do with this man's faith, he's stepping out, he's believing God. So, incredible man, he'll be speaking here next week, make sure you're here for that. Awesome. Who were some of your heroes growing up? Who were some of your heroes? Yell them out. Jackie Gibbon. Mum. Well done, Christy. It's Christy's birthday today, everyone. 63 years old today, Christy. Happy birthday, Christy. Wonderful. Wonderful. Who else did you look up to growing up? Who? David. David Wilkinson. Yeah, I know him. Guy in the US. Who else? Who else did you look up to? Come on. Gav? 
Dr. Charles Stanley. He passed away recently. Yeah, another good guy. Someone else? Joyce Meyer. Yes. Heidi. <gasps> Me. <laughs> Heidi. That is beautiful. Say no more. Moving on. Moving on. Stop there. Thank you, Heidi. That's beautiful. Thank you, Joel, for saying that about your dad. You could have said, my dad, like, that would have been like Christy following you, youth pastor. That would have been good. Um, today we're going to look at Enoch. And this is what the Bible says about Enoch from Hebrews chapter 11. So this is the writer of Hebrews. He's celebrating people of faith. And he celebrates a guy named Enoch. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. He was commended as one who pleased God, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Again, verse 5, this is what it says about Enoch. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The Bible says that Enoch did not die. He was living and all of a sudden God took him to heaven. Now, the Bible describes two people who were taken to heaven, Enoch and someone else. Who was it? Elijah. Elijah. 2 Kings chapter 2, you read about how Elijah was one of the guys who went to heaven. And as we look at this, this verse from Enoch, he's described as someone who walked faithfully with God. Wasn't that a wonderful description of a man? Dave Thomas, a man who walked faithfully with God. You like that? Marcelo, a man who walked faithfully with God. Joel Green, a man who will walk faithfully with God all the days of his life. Amen? Amen. The uh, first time we hear about Enoch is from Genesis chapter 5, verse 18. Young people, listen to this. When Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. When Jared became the, the, had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. And if you're thinking, not just listening, if you're thinking as I speak, you'll think, how can someone have a kid at 162 years old? Great question. Did you think that? Good. Let me explain it to you. So when God made the world, everything was perfect. And God designed people to live forever. They're going to live forever in this place in relationship with God. But when man sinned, that not only broke our relationship with God, but the punishment was people, the uh, death sentence came on people. And the death was two parts. Spiritual death, relationship with God broken. But then the decaying of our body. And so the first people, because their body was so awesome, they lived 900 years, 800 years because their body was so good. But over time, as their body, as their body started to die, people lived less and less and less. And Jared is the great, great, great grandson of Adam. Jared would have been about five, no, Adam would have been about 500 years old when Jared was born. Okay? Now, Enoch was the great, 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 great grandson of Adam. And um, Adam would have been about 622 years old. It's not quite, numbers are not quite right. Adam lived about 622 years old when Enoch was born. So maybe Enoch knew Adam. Bible doesn't say it, but maybe he did. Maybe he didn't, but but Adam was alive when Enoch was born. 
Then we read this. Is that helpful? Then we read this. Genesis chapter 5, a couple of verses later. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. Now, Methuselah was the guy who lived the longest in the Bible, like a thousand years he lived. And he became the father. And after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch lived, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. As we look at this, these texts from Hebrews um, 11 and Genesis chapter 5, I'm going to give you three things today. The first thing, we're going, to, we're going to see how Enoch walked faithfully with God. The second thing we're going to see is that Enoch changed. He had a moment in his life where his life was radically transformed. And the third thing we're going to look at is that he was taken by God. Number one, Enoch walked faithfully with God. It says this in Genesis 5, 20, 30, 24, 34. I'm not sure what, obviously 24. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Enoch walked faithfully with God. He's described as a man who walked faithfully with God. And then in, in Hebrews 11:5, by faith, Enoch was taken. He lived by faith. This is what it says about Enoch. It says he was someone who was commended as one who pleased God. This is a description of Enoch. Then it describes him as and that not describes him, it then says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. Enoch pleased God because he was a man of faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. And then it says, no, I missed one. And then it talks about the rewards here in the last sentence. He exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. God rewards those people of faith. Here's a question I have for you today, which I want you to talk to the person next to you. What does it look like to walk faithfully with God? What does it look like to walk faithfully, faithfully, is that you say it? Faithfully? Yeah, with God. Turn to the person next to you, 30 seconds, discuss. What does it mean to walk faithfully with God? All right, you like your answers? What do you got? What does it look like to walk faithfully with God? What are your answers? Yes. Great. James just said, great answer, James. How old are you, James? 12, genius. You are a genius, literally. Um, that, to walk faithfully with God means that you walk trusting God, knowing that. What was the second thing you said? That God always does what is right. You are good, good. Oh, great answer. Someone else? Is that a hand, Hannah? Was that like a hair stroke? <laughs> I saw that go up there and I went, that must... Any other hands? Yes, Con. Live a life of obedience. Yes, over here. Earnestly seek him. That's coming, Dave. You must have read the Bible passage. Someone else? Thank you. One more? Listening to his voice. Listening to his voice. Obeying him. Someone else? Day by day. Day by day. A walk with God day by day. 
Awesome. Well, this, this our Bible verse gives us some clues. It says, and without faith in Hebrews 11.6, it's impossible to please, please God because anyone who comes to him, there's a clue of faith. If you're going to put your trust in God, walk faithfully, you need to come to him, recognizing that he has the answers, that he has the way. Another thought from this text is that you need to believe that he exists, obviously. Believe that God exists. That's the first step, hey? It says, earnestly seek him, living a life of faith, seeking after God. God, what do you want me to do with my life? God, what are you saying to me today? How do you want me to live seeking my life? And the result of that is that he rewards those of faith, those who seek him, those who believe in him, those who trust him, he rewards them. At the beginning of the year, um, during Vision Sunday, I, I, I talked about three types of faith. We talked about saving faith, resting faith, and stepping faith. Saving faith is where you firstly commit your life to Jesus. That's where it starts. A relationship with God starts by putting your trust in Jesus. Through his death, through his resurrection, he gives us life. The second thing is resting faith. That's when life is chaotic and there's stuff going on in life and you're going, oh dear, there's all this stuff going on and it's way outside your control. And rather you sit back and say, God, I'm going to rest and I'm going to trust you with this situation. I can't control it. I can't fix it. I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm going to trust you with it. The third type of faith is stepping faith. That's the obedience. That's the, God, I'm going to do the thing that you want me to do. That's me being obedient to him, living a life of faith. So here's the question for you. It's the, it's, it's the question we're going to end on today. And this is, the, this is the question I want you to reflect on. Here it is. What would it look like for you to walk faithfully with God? Take 30 seconds. What would it look like for you to walk faithfully with God? What area of your life would need to change? Priorities, attitudes, behaviors. What would it look like for you to walk faithfully with God? First thing we saw today from this message is that Enoch walked faithfully with God. The second thing we see in this text is that Enoch changed. Friends, you can change. You can live differently. You can respond to God differently. Look at what it says from verse 21 in Genesis 5. It says, when Enoch had lived 65 years, when he, when he lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. Verse 22, after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. I'm going to read it again with emphasis. After, after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. From this text, I'm going to assume that for the, for the first 65 years of Enoch's life, he, he didn't walk faithfully with God. He has the birth of his kid, and sometimes those pivotal moments of a birth of a birth of a baby that can snap us back into, oh, I've got to get my life right with God, or a near-death experience, or the death of a loved one, or some sort of thing happens in our life that grabs our attention, and I reckon that's true for Enoch. The birth of his kid clicked him into gear. He's like, I need to get my stuff together. And for the next 300 years, he walked faithfully with God. Are you walking faithfully with God today? Have you drifted off? 
you know, sometimes in our, in our lives we can start out well, and then distractions come, different priorities come, people can, get, people can influence us, and we can go left, or we can go right, and we can head down roads where God doesn't want us to go and get involved with things that God doesn't want us to get involved in. Friends are really, um, can be really wonderful sometimes, but they can really lead us the wrong way at other times. And if you find yourself in that position today where you're not walking like you once did, like you, like you know you should be walking faithfully with God, just like Enoch changed, you can change too. You can change too. There's a passage in Luke chapter 15 where Jesus talks about lost things being found. He talks about the lost sheep. He talks about the lost coin. He talks about the lost son. And in each one of those stories, Jesus tells it because the thing that was lost was very, very precious. And when that thing or that person come back, there was a big celebration. Because God is the God who goes after those who wander off. You start going your own way. God is pursuing you. God is chasing you. God is knocking on your door. He's texting, not really texting you. He's trying to get your attention so that you would return to him. God loves it when people return. In each one of those stories, in the lost son, there is a big party and celebration because the son that was lost is now found. That son that had turned away has returned. And if you're not walking with God today like you know you should, or maybe you've never made a decision to walk with God, I want to give you that, that opportunity today to make a decision to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. God loves it when people choose to follow him. And if you wandered off, it's okay. You can come back today. Enoch changed. You can too. The second thing from today is that Enoch changed. The third thing is that Enoch was taken. Now, this is just a little bit weird. The scripture says, by faith in Hebrews 11, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He was living 365 years. Everyone lived at that time much longer than him. And the Bible says all of a sudden, God took him away. So he didn't experience death like death is a bad thing. In some ways it is bad because it's the result of sin. And death can be hard to go through as your body gets older and stuff. But then... There's nothing to fear in death as a Christian also because we know where we're going. Hey, he did not experience death like Elijah from 2 Kings as well. But there's another group of people, friends, who are, who are, who are not going to experience death. The Bible says that at the return of Jesus, there is going to be a loud command of an angel. There's going to be a trumpet. Something like that. I must sound much better than that. And Christ is going to come, and everybody who's still walking on the earth is going to go and be with him forever. We're going to skip death too. Those who are dead in the graves, those who have died, and like Mr. Rex died earlier this year, he's waiting for that day when Jesus is going to return. And maybe some of us will still be alive on that day. And if Jesus comes back and you're still alive, you'll be just like Enoch and Elijah you'll be taken too. This is what it says in 1 Thessalonians 4. And Marcella, you say hallelujah there because it's very appropriate. Look at the last verse here when we get to the end of it. This is what it says. For the Lord, who's the Lord? Jesus himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Who's got a really good trumpet sound? Give it to us now. Go. And, very good. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Verse 17. After that, let's do that trumpet again. Well done, everyone. I'll get back. It says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Verse 17. After that, 
We who are still alive, after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet Jesus in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. We will not die. We will go and be with him forever. And then Marcelo, hallelujah, look at verse 18. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Encourage one another because Jesus is coming back. For everyone who's died, he's coming back to them to take us to be with him forever. And if we're still alive and walking the planet and we hear the... Thank you, Christy. Anyone else? <laughs> Is that you, James? Surprise, surprise. Genius, James. Uh, trumpet sound. We're going to go and be with him forever. Just like Enoch went, we're going to go. And that is something to celebrate. There's something to look forward to. The Apostle Paul writes, come, at the end of 1 Corinthians, he says, come, Lord Jesus. The Greek word is maranatha, which means come, Lord Jesus. Look forward to his return. As we come to the end of this message, we see in Enoch a man who walked faithfully with God. He walked faithfully with God. We've seen that faith pleases God. One of the scriptures said, you will be rewarded for your faith. We can look forward to the time when Jesus returns and we're going to be with him forever. How would you like to be described as someone who walked faithfully with God? As a pastor, I get to do funerals, um, which is a real privilege. Not my favorite thing to do by any means, but it's a privilege. And you sit with people through the difficult time of their lives But then the thing I love most about funerals is the eulogy or the stories of where the family talks about the person who's passed. And you hear stories of successes, you hear stories of difficulty, and and what it does, it makes me reflect on my own life. And it makes me reflect on what is the life that I'm living, and what are people going to say about me when they talk about me, when my kids do my eulogy, Joel, what are you going to say about me in my eulogy, in in the eulogy, you know what eulogy means? The story of my life. What are you going to say about me? It makes me think. It makes me think. It's rhetorical. Don't answer it. <laughs> huh? You wouldn't know what to say. You can think about it. You've got some time. We've got a long time. Long time. Long time. 50 years before then. In Jesus' name. As they speak the story of your life, one of the highest things someone could ever say about you is, you walk faithfully with God. Con Michael walks faithfully with God. Jackie Given walks faithfully with God. Christine Lingley. That's right, isn't it? Christine Lingley. Her previous name's Given. And when you know someone from very young age and they're Given and they get married, it sometimes get the names wrong. Anyone else do that? Yeah. Christine Lingley, someone who walks faithfully with God. Michelle Green, faithfully with God. And the list goes on. It is, a, it is something that we should go after is something that we should pursue right now. And how we live now affects what people will say about us then. How we live now will affect what, they say, what people will say about us then. Last verse. Enoch walked faithfully with God, and then he was no more because God took him away. This question, thank you, Annabelle. What would it look like for you to walk faithfully with God? I want you to spend some time in reflection. Take 30 seconds, bow your heads, close your eyes and pray. And your prayer might be, God, I want to walk faithfully with you. Show me what's next. Take some time and just pursue God and say, God, how do you want me to live? Maybe the Spirit of God will remind you of something that's, that you need to confess. 
that you need to change. Maybe God's going to speak, well done, you're doing great over your life. What's it like for you to live faithfully with God? Maybe you're here today and you've never made a commitment to follow Jesus. If that's where you're at today, I want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm going to pray a line at a time. It's a prayer that says, Jesus, I believe who you are. I've, I've messed it up. I'm sorry. I want to live my life for you. If you're going to pray that prayer, I'm going to invite you to do that now. Repeat this after me. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for my wrongdoing. Please forgive me. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, you've become a Christian, welcome to the party. We're going to have a prayer team here. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to help you on the journey of living a life that follows him. Walk faithfully with God. Walk faithfully with God is an incredible way to live. We're going to stand and Aiden, last minute, come and lead us in a song wherever you are. Come on, team. Come, Matt. Come on, Joshy. I want to let's stand together. We're going to sing the song, King of My Heart. It's a beautiful song, the King of My Heart, that's Jesus. Let's sing. Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide. The ransom for my life. Oh, go back to verse 1. Start at the beginning. Let the king. Let the king of Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer, and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the Next Step button.